by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidian Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. This is Desert Jen and Lady Sonica here today with the Crones of the Wild Wasteland. Today we're going to be talking about the difference between a magic circle and sacred space. But first, we need to hear our card of the day from Lady Sonica. Card of the day is the Green Woman. And the Green Woman says to us, it's a simple message. Finish what you start. If you have anything that you're planning to do, start it, get it done. We need to get these energies and acknowledge them and go through them because there's something ahead of us that's waiting to manifest. And that is what the green lady says. Get your butts up and finish what you start. And that's the card of the day. Well, yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that one. Okay, so you're ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's start with magic circle. I'll start with giving a definition. According to Tess Whitehurst, first, a magical circle provides protection. And second, a magical cir circle serves as a container for your personal energy as well as the energy you conjure. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. The only thing I'd say is when we cast circle, a lot of us cast to protect what, you know, anything coming into the circle. But it also protects what's in the circle from getting out. If you conjure and bring up any energies, for example, if you cast circle and you're doing angelic work, you make the circles inside the circle to contain the angelic energy why because angelic energy when summoned isn't always pleasant they will do their duty but they don't like to be contained i heard so that working with angels is real iffy that's what we're talking about so a magic circle contains not only the angelic but it protects you from the angelic because angelic can be a little uh how do you say this delicately not happy that they've been summoned okay and they can get a little bitey once in a while at least from my experience with casting circles within the coven um that has been our it protect from nasty elements if you're calling spirit if you're calling angelic if you're calling demonic you know you've got to realize your magic circle needs to contain not only yourself and your energies, but the energies of what you summon. 
now if you're casting circle to build a cone of power, of course, it's going to build and it's going to go out. Because people don't remember you cast circle, but there's a saying within the craft, as above, so below. You need to think of those aspects also when you're casting. Precisely. Um, I would like you to, um, we do circles extremely differently. I want you to go ahead and um, describe what you do when you create a circle. When I cast a circle or ritual, I will walk the perimeter and I will raise the energy as I walk the perimeter of the circle. I sometimes like to dome the top of the circle, depending on what kind of ritual we're going to do. If we're sending things out, of course, I don't dome. But if we are bringing things in, yeah, I'll dome. Yeah, I'll dome. I cast the circle. I raise the energies. I cut the door. And once the door is cut, coveners may enter. And then the door is sealed again. Nothing comes from that circle unless we cut the door. You don't just walk out a circle. You cut the door and you leave through the door. Coming in and going out. Um, do I use anything in my circle? That depends on the ritual. Uh, there are times that I will use like eggshells to line my circle. I will use whatever is biodegradable and goes along with the um, element, the place that I'm in. The, you know, if it's the coast or if it's in the woods or if it's in a house or a backyard, I will use what is appropriate to cast the circle. Prior casting, the altar is set up and I or my second will set the altar up. Then we cast. Okay, what do you do? Okay, that's for ritual. What do you do for like spells? If you're just as a solitary, you're doing a spell. Um, I do my spells in my sacred space. Okay, okay. I do not feel the need to cast circle when I'm within my own sacred space. Okay, it makes sense. The way that I cast the circle and um, Obsidian, I use this and, and with her girls when we would do a group ritual or group spell. Everybody knows Scott Cunningham. Mm -hmm. And in his, I can't remember off the top of my head, the name of his intro book, but it, um, his, the first book in the, the witchcrafts, Wicca series. In the back, he has an exercise where you create an energy ball. Mm -hmm. So what we do is that, uh, or if I'm on my own, I, I sometimes do it on my own. Not always. Um, we, we make that ball, you know, we ground, we make that ball and we keep getting that ball bigger and bigger and bigger until we feel that we have entered as much energy as we can into this ball. At which point we cast it around us. We envision, you know, wh where is it that we want this ball to go around us so we don't have to. A lot of times we would do the whole house. So that um, if something was forgotten, we wouldn't have to cut a hole or cut a door. Uh, Leah could just run to the kitchen, get what she needs, run back. It worked quite well at protecting us. It definitely sent, you know, we could send energy out. But basically what we would do is we would 
do our ritual or we would do our um, spell. And once we were all done, we would do the opposite. We would put our hands up. We would put our hands up and slowly decrease the energies that we put into that um, sort of like a shield around us and it keep going and keep going and we would decide beforehand whether those energies need to be tossed to the universe or brought into ourselves okay i have a question for you Uh uh-huh if you have multiple people in your coven multiples and each one is making a protective circle protective globe around them how do you merge those globes we throw them out at the same time and visualize our our um, energies coming together and creating that globe. Okay, because I was seeing a whole bunch of marbles hitting each other, and I'm how do you no, do this? They all take Yeah, uh, it just it has always worked for me. Um, Obsidia. First time we did that, she thought it was a little weird, and then she got she grew into liking it. Um, I tried yeah. when we when we had our circle. I tried to get the the girls to do a you know research it and do a um, traditional Wiccan circle, you know, because they've never done traditional Wiccan circles. We okay. I don't think we haven't had a circle since Obsidia left us. Uh, first off, I am not Wiccan. I am Celtic tradition. And I guess you could say that I was groomed and grew up in the tradition of the old ways. Uh-huh. That's where I've stayed because it feels right to me. Yeah. Um, and I have done very, 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 very large uh, 60 plus people in rituals i'm just you know my circle the way i cast my circle is the way i cast my circle the way you cast right. your circle i'm sitting there seeing 60 round <laughs> marbles <laughs> no no i don't think that i would cast a circle with that many people like that i think we would do the traditional circle and have somebody bring up the the fire the water the earth and everything else when when they go around the circle with the salt or the rope or whatever um right um i i traditionally casting circle you know there are so many different ways of doing it people put out candles for the uh, the elements uh people put out as you said salt i never use salt ever um that is harmful to the environment so okay. i don't use it um eggshells on the other hand and i am one of them funny people that um i don't throw away my eggshells right and i keep them i let them dry out and then i put them through my osterizer and bring them down to a powder that's very good for the earth i use it as fertilizer well that yeah exactly it is very good for the earth it is very healthy but it's only a tool okay um setting out the candles you know it's a tool and you will use tools as necessary i don't need tools anymore right um i can stand in the middle 
of a circumference of a circle. And just standing in the middle, I can raise the energies for the circle. But it took me years to get there. Yeah, and it does. for the young people coming up, I highly suggest, if you're doing any magical workings, to cast a circle unless you're in your own sacred space. And that is our next topic. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, let's see. Sacred space. The definition, um, I got the definition from Patty Wigginton at um, learnreligions.com. Uh, if anyone hasn't been there, um, she's very good for introductory magic. A sacred space is one between worlds, a spot that is not just a physical place, but one that exists on the spiritual plane as well. How do you like that one? I agree for the most part, yes. Mm -hmm. There are spaces in nature that are natural sacred spaces. Right. Uh, can we find them all the time? No, sadly. We cannot. But to make your own sacred space is what I do. How do you do this? Well, first of all, I cleanse my area. And then I start adding all the things that I perceive to be energy building within my sacred space. I have my crystals. I have my stones. I have my um, statues. I have my all my little witchy things. And I work within this area day in, day out. So, of course, energy is being built. I also do spells. Again, energy is being built. Sacred space can be anywhere, okay? It all depends on how you make your space, sacred space. It's done in many different ways. Yeah. yeah uh, a lot of people believe that the hearth of your home is sacred space. Why? Yes. Why? Because it's the center of the home. It's where everybody gathers. Exactly. I said, when you're in that area and you're gathered, what is being released? Love. And love Peace. is. Uh, yes. Peace should be, but, you know, depends on the family. <laughs> Energies. Energy. Okay. In today's age, where things are moving at such a rate, there are so many new individuals coming into the craft. And their living dynamics are a lot different than what I was, you know, brought into. Oh, most definitely. So people need to really concentrate. If you're going to practice day in and day out the craft, live the craft, then you are making your sacred space. Some of the things, uh, like you said, cleanse the area. Um, mm -hmm. some of the things that I picked on for, you know, maybe somebody doesn't know exactly what they need to do to cleanse the area. Um, some suggest, okay. I would, me personally, I would use sage or frankincense in a sensor and a smudge. And when you go through other herbs that you can use are, are myrrh, rosemary, lavender. You just need to look up and find something that's a cleansing herb. Um, I would use a sensor or a smudge bundle, um, get them burning well, 
then you saturate the area, making sure to get the corners. If there's any corners where that sacred space is, negative energy can flow into those corners. So make sure you get those corners. Um, you can do, you can scare away negative energy by making noise. Um, also getting in the corners. Examples would be to use pots and pans. That's always my favorite. Just go around the drum. house, um, bang pots and pans, a drum. bell, and a drum, uh, clapping, a rattle, you know, singing. anything that's, huh? Singing. Singing? Yes. That's a good one. Unless you sing like I do. I'll scare them out. <laughs> um, I am talking about the type of singing is called intoning. Intoning. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. To intone. Um, I will intone with a um, singing bowl. Okay. And once I start on my cleansing, there is a product out there that is you can buy off of Amazon nowadays. Back in my day, you used to have to go to the stores that sell the church stuff, but it's called Pontiff, and it's called Pontiff Three Kings. Oh, let me tell you, you light some of that, and you're going to cleanse your area good. <laughs> that is what the uh, Catholic churches use every oh, really? Sunday. Yes, that is what the Catholic churches use every Sunday. Before they start mass. Cool. And it's, I'm telling you, Pontiff is good. Also, Palo Santo is a good one. Um, get it going. Palo Santo cleans the area real well. And as Jin said, um, sage, myrrh, you know, the cleansing elements. I go a step further before I do any of that. And I cleanse, I cleanse with a, uh, I cleanse with four, four thieves prior, and once that is done, I will go around and sage. I love sage, by the way. I do, too. And then, just for a little added cherry to the top, I will burn the incense, um, Three Kings Pontiff. Uh-huh. And then I sit in my space for a few minutes and just open myself up to the energies that is in there. You will feel if everything's okay, or if there's an area that needs to be a little bit more looked into. Sometimes you have to do a little bit more cleansing than in others. Right. Then I, you know, then I start setting my room up. I make sure I put my crystals in the four corners mm -hmm. and uh, brass, any kind of brass uh, medallions or statues, set them around brass repels negativity um oh cool stone. i forgot about that yeah brass works uh obsidian work you know all this all these things that can repel the negativity in your area then you know if you have things to hang on your wall go for it because the more you do to your sacred space to make it your safe sacred space the stronger the space will be. Uh, that's pretty much what, what I was reading. Um, they also said to protect the area, which you mentioned earlier, um, you can use a spell to protect it. Or if I think a great idea would be to use the potted plants, you know, mm -hmm. ha have a, a 
plant of um, mugwort, you know, um, if you can get that grow in a plant, um, things like sage and um, the herbs would, yeah, would probably be better grown in a pot. Um, place items for the four elements, you know, yes. um, to help um, ask them to come in. And like you said, add items that are sacred to you. Make it your own space. One little added um, note is if your sacred space has windows, don't forget those. You know, oh, people yeah. People tend to forget the windows. I uh, put a rune sign and oil each and every window. Uh-huh. I also set obsidian just above the middle of the window. Um, obsidian's a natural repeller. Mm-hmm. I, I I also wrap the obsidian in copper or oh, sometimes yeah. I wrap it in copper or silver. One of the two. Um, I set up my statues. I set up my uh, plants. Unfortunately, I can't have any this time around, but um, I have other things to take the place of it. Mm-hmm. You make the space as safe as possible for nothing to get in, nothing to get out. And over my door, I do um, a little ceiling on my door. I place a rune sign above my door, and I do a sacred oil all around the door. So oh, no yeah. negativity comes into my house. Oh, that's like me and my broom that I, or Bessem, oh, that yeah. I have hanging above the door. I need to recharge it. But uh, Yes, your Bessem over your door is fantastic. I mean, the, yeah, that is fabulous. Or set right next to the door. There is also another item um, that you could do outside your door. Mm-hmm. Is plant a flowering plant. But how you set this up is quite ingenious. You have a pot. You put your pebbles. Then you put a layer of uh, eggshell. Then you add your dirt and your plant. And as you're adding the pebbles, you cast your spell that no negativity can come in. Um, they have to stop and count those stones. Oh. I, yes. And I don't mean big stones. I'm talking little pea-sized stones. Gravel. Yeah. Yeah. But not gravel. More stone. More rock. Not Okay. Up. Uh, I do the small little pebbles in rock. Um, I put... I, probably put about an inch to an inch and a half of stones in there and then I layer it with my <clears throat> eggshell and then I add the dirt and the plant letting negativity and demonic know that they can't pass that until they count oh okay they can't they have to count so that's on the outside once they get to the door they can't pass through the door because the door is already warded mm-hmm so it sends them away prior to them getting in. And unfortunately, in today's society, people carry uh, what I like to call parasites. And these parasites are the negativity that surrounds each and every person on the face of this earth day in and day out. And depending on the person and the type of parasite, parasites grow and parasites become nasty little creatures you don't want to deal with. So doing little things like this to your home prevents those creatures from coming in. Those creatures could be pretty nasty. I mean, I, I've dealt with them before. And um, 
they're hard to get rid of. They yes. are, and they really truly make a difference in your personality. They start taking over. Um, you know, I believe in those little parasites. But not only will they make your life un <laughs> very uncomfortable, but they also attack the person and they can physically harm you by making you sick, taking your energies away from you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, those little parasites, um, you know, like a dog carries in fleas, humans carry these little parasites. And if you ward well enough, the person coming to your house will feel very uncomfortable and not okay. want to stay. And that is why we do the plant in front of the door. Uh -huh. And that's every door. If you have sliding glass windows to go out your back door, yeah, put one in front of your sliding glass door in the backyard. Yeah, the parasites, unfortunately, as we are growing and becoming knowledgeable, these things are multiplying and they're going through a change also. The awakening doesn't just awaken us. Mm -hmm. It awakens all and the parasites are growing. Nastiness attaches. If you well, don't you want can that. see it in the world today. I mean, that's my own personal opinion. But, you know, I think half of the things going on in the world is because these little pesky little buggers have attached themselves. Yes, exactly. And that is, unfortunately, sadly, why we're seeing the amount of negativity, the amount of hatred, the amount of murderous energies. Yeah. It's because the parasites are growing. I don't want them in my house. Mm -hmm. And I take as much of my time to make sure that my place is periodically cleansed. I don't do it just once because you mopped your floor. That's fine, great, and good. Ten minutes later, your floor is going to be dirty. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the same process. I, I go through my house at least once weekly and do a thorough cleaning because... Chaos enters. Yeah. And on chaos comes the parasite. And um, unfortunately, it's just part of life these days. So my witchy friends out there, make sure when you're making your sacred space to cleanse your sacred space from time yes. to time. Yes. And if you're lucky enough to be able to go out and walk into nature's sacred spaces oh honeys pull that energy in pull yes. in as much as that energy as you can contain and then bring it home and let it out so um wh what do you do what kind of things do you do in your sacred space i do everything in my sacred space i do my make my herbals in my sacred space i do my crafting in my sacred space and that is crafting within the craft and being crafty outside mm -hmm. you know, sewing coloring working with you know, whatever you do for hobbies all of it i live 24 7 in my sacred space everything i do is within sacred space um i think i think it would be a good i mean if you're into meditation it would be great to um, meditate in the area. Um, yes. Use your pendulum, read your tarot, things like that. Yes, most definitely. 
most definitely listen to your meditational music. Um, yeah, everything that Desert Jen just said, uh, yes, 100%. Oh, do you have anything else to add? Yes, I do. Okay. To those that are living the craft or those coming into the craft, regardless of what ele- umbrella you walk under, be it Celtic, be it Dianetic, be it Kitchen Witch, be it eclectic, be it whatever. Your sacred space is your sacred space. It will reflect what you do within the craft. Mm -hmm. Work with your sacred space. Make it your own. Everybody's going to be gone here for um, a weekend, and I'm going to create a space while they're gone. So... That sounds like that's about it on this subject. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? I don't think we've talked about that. That's your turn to pull one. That one was mine. Ah. <laughs> okay, I will find something. Um, I haven't thought about it, to tell you the truth. So it'll be a surprise to our listeners. Um, so I think we're going to sign off here. We want to say thank you for listening. If you have any further questions, please leave us a message. And with that, we'll say blessed be. Blessed be. And it's time to stay warm, stay dry, and stay weird, folks. And stay alert. Yes. Okay, kiddo. All right. Blessed be to all. Join Desert Jen and Obsidia. Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the north, west, south, and east, we bid you hail and farewell. <laughs>